episode 112 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Hey, <laughs> she does not represent the Throwdown Thursday. Uh, Only just the first 100. Decorum. <laughs> uh, my name is Patsy the Angry Nerd. I like science and sharks and pizza. Joining me is my co-host with exactly as much as is needed. She is the what? <laughs> what? what? Was that English? I didn't want to use. I didn't want to be like the co-host with the most because that's that's Richie that's, and Miles thing. Yeah. Okay. So you're the co-host with exactly as much as needed. There's one episode he gets your naming right, and then there's the next episode where he fucks up. This is I what happens finish. when he freestyles. I didn't finish. It makes you sound neutral, like plain toast, and you are not plain toast. <laughs> you know, the microphone works better if you aim it at your your <laughs> mouth and not your eye. Uh, Her you eyeballs have a lot to say. You don't know me. She's very <laughs> expressive. <laughs> so I am joined, of course, by the real housewife of Transylvania and the mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of wine. She is Ashes Von Nightmare. Hi, I'm Ashes, and I like wine and cats and glitter and stickers. We are, of course, also joined by the man who is immune <laughs> to most forms of conventional weaponry. That is, of course, Johnny Wolfenstein. Why am I just learning this now? <laughs> well, you you weren't aware. I'd be saving crime, like you know, stopping crime, being a vigilante or something. Well, I mean, you do have the uh, the hair for it, like it would billow majestically in the wind as you stood atop a roof. You kind of be like with the your crow. hands with your knuckles on your hips, looking out over your city. Oh, sure, sure. I, okay, yeah, yeah. You could do that. So you wouldn't need a cape. Like Edna Mode says, no, no capes. capes. Could I have a cape lit? You Ooh, could. You yes, could. You could have a, like an ascot or a dicky. Mm-hmm. Like you could bring those back. Yeah, I'd rock an rock an ascot. Yeah, there you go. And then every time, like you beat somebody <laughs> up, you can take take it off and tie it on them and be like, your ass got knocked out. Why I probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> Everyone else. <laughs> oh yeah. So we also have uh, this. It starts out name? going okay, and then it goes, Typical. So, yeah, that's uh, Agent What's-Her-Name, and then we got Saucy Somebody and Spicy K. I'm Nicole, and I like Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch, <laughs> lemons, and fruit. Lemons are fruit? Just lemon. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you. Just no, it's for you. <laughs> oh, man. I know lemons are fr- Wait, lemons or lemmings? Lemons. Lemons are fruit. Lemons. Uh, Dude, this is the face that don't give a fuck. Uh, which I know r- the people won't. This is radio. I don't give a fuck. I don't so give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Woo! Saucy pecan Sandy, what do you like? Not pecans. And isn't it pecan? <laughs> oh, God. The I great debate. It pecan, say it any way like, you'd like. This is not tomato, that tomato. I'm pretty sure it is pecan. And Who I ate don't all like the pecan sandies? Who ate all the pecan sandies? Drop my meatball in the pool. He turned water into fine. Terrible. <laughs> you don't even know what that's from, so no, what do you like? I don't. I just know that that's terrible. What do you like? I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you like? I like little schmuppies. 
Schmubbies. And Schmittens. Oh Schmittens. my god, I like owls. Owls are so fucking cute. <gasps> I do too. Owls are beautiful. Yes. Oh, I like coffee. Yes. Spicy K, what do you like? I like cats and pizza and yelling music. And lizards. Yelling music. <laughs> I like the yelling kind. Like the extreme church music? Nobody no. understands me. <laughs> no. Emo till I die. Yes, emo forever. <laughs> Rest in peace, Warped Tour. Ugh. Warped Tour was fun. Yeah. Oh, God. Warped Tour. I can't talk about it. I'm going to get emotional. It's, yeah, the worst Nobody part. Nobody understands you. The worst part was when we got rear-ended, like, in the why? car. Why? 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 You got to bring that up. What? Yeah, so it started out as a really crappy day, but it turned out to be a really good day, and Warped Tour was amazing. Didn't even have to to use our AK. I'll say today was a good day. Nobody? What? What? Wow! Wolfie, tell me you got that reference. He wasn't listening. Yeah, I just just ignored it. I I get it. (laughs) That's, you know, just tune you out, Patsy. Wow. Sorry, Patsy. That's unbelievable. Don't be sorry. It's okay. You have no idea what that's even from. So no, you I wasn't listening. Do you even know yeah, what that's from? Listening. Of course I know what that's from. That's from Ice Cube. Oh, my God. The <laughs> drink companion? Yeah, the drink, the drink companion, Ice Cube, because he released a rap album in the, in the 90s. So Those chilled little drink buddies. <laughs> ice Cube and Ice Tea. They're going to keep your drinks cold, man. Yeah. To the extreme. So... We today are talking about Hermione Granger of the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. First of her name, Daughter of Dentists. (laughs) She is. She is. Is she really? Yeah. Yeah. I learned something today. Thank you, guys. And keeper of the Time Turner. She is. Mother Mm -hmm. of Muggleborns. Yeah, mother of Muggleborns. Uh, does it count if you have a magical if you get like she got Ron's magic wand at the end (laughs) (laughs) Sleviosa (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know if it counts as Muggleborn but she oh mother of mudbloods can't say that word it's bad it's the same thing as Muggleborn oh wait no it's just kidding wow wow sorry I'm not Agent Nicole over here. So you, I have that? a weapon. She's under attack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss that. I don't miss that at all. Sandy has literally a thumbtack. And she held it above Nicole's head. So she was quite literally under attack. Nicole's doing shots of water over there. You need something stronger. There is yeah. wine. I know, it's no one's cracked out the wine. Open it, yeah. So, can someone turn that wine into water? It might be useful tonight. Oh, Jeebus could do that. <laughs> Holy Jeebus. <laughs> little uh, lesser known of his uh, things that he does. Uh, just don't have him come swimming at your house. Oh, now I have chlorinated wine instead of my pool. <laughs> oh, Judas peed in it. All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're talking about Hermione Granger, but we're going to start off the conversation. We're going to get into character, as they say. Well, I say they. We say. Uh, by We're going to talk a little bit about the website Pottermore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you are unfamiliar with Pottermore, but you are a, a Harry Potter fan or a fan of uh, you know just the franchise in general, 
what Pottermore does is it gives you the opportunity to answer some questions, and you get, get sorted too. into a house, uh, one of the four major houses of Hogwarts, which I believe are uh, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Huffleclaw, and Ravenpuff. And uh, it also, based on your personality, tells you what kind of wand you would use, what kind of uh, Patronus you would have. Oh, so, I know what kind of wand I would use. Oh, yeah. So we're going to yeah. go around. This is not a sex store. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's pleasantly pliable. Swish and flick. <laughs> so um, what we're going to do is we're going to go around and we're going to talk about, because we've all done, done the Pottermore thing, so we can talk about our results and if we feel that that really fits our personality. So we're going to go alphabetical. So Agent Nicole. Yeah. See, I called on her because she just put a cookie in her face. Because so. you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the as, day is. Be that as it may. You yeah. get to go first because it's alphabetical. Okay. Um, so I was placed in Slytherin. Um, Slytherin. <laughs> I was placed in Ravenclaw. Um, my Patronus has been a debate because I took the test twice, and Sandy and I talked about this. So the first time I took it, I was a uh, gray dapple stallion, and then the second one, I was a white swan. And so we like there's some <laughs> websites where you can like look into more information. I think I am the swan, and I don't remember my my wand. I know it was dragon string. Anything else? Yeah. What? what was your American house that you got sorted in? Oh, Thunderbird. And does, and does I, I your Patronus fit you? Do you feel like your Patronus as that type of animal, do you feel like those fit you? Um, so... The Thunderbird represents the soul, and I feel like I do. I. That's not your Patronus. No, but you were at. Just stop being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop. don't let me interrupt you. He doesn't know how. I know. No, I don't. <laughs> um, I think. I don't know. I was like kind of disappointed at first that I wasn't like a phoenix or something more majestic. I mean, I got a white swan and I was like, eh, I'm not really into it. But like, I looked into it and I feel like and Sandy, you can back me up because I had you like read the description and you were like, this is you. So, yeah. Yeah, we fuck with it. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Anything so, uh, else? No. Swans are majestic as fuck. <laughs> So, Saucy Sandy, what is, uh, what is... Wait, I thought we were doing alphabetical order. He just yeah. wanted to call on you first. And that's Von you. Nightmare. <laughs> so, Saucy Sandy. What's up? Uh, what was, what were your results and what was your feeling about those results? Um, sometimes I feel like when I take tests online that they're not always that accurate, but this time I totally felt like they were really accurate. And uh, why did you What's feel with that a way? nasally NPR <laughs> voice? I felt like it was really necessary. Okay, so my results were I w- was placed in Ravenclaw. What? And what? Yeah. High five. Woo. Um, and I 
don't remember my wand. It was like a willow tree with some unicorn hair in it, which was sparkly. Whomping willow tree? No, you can't touch that. That's Is it MC Hammer? (sighs) Oh, but it's okay to crash cars into it. No, they said no. They were going to be expelled for that, you fool. But they wasn't. They weren't. No. Um, and then I didn't take the U.S. test. Okay. That one. But I do feel like I was placed in the, the house the way I was supposed to be placed in this house. What about your uh, your Patronus? Oh, right. I got an Aussie cat. Aussie cat? Aussie cat. Yeah. Yes. And it's, like, very playful and childish. <laughs> but also, like... Dip kitty has claws. Rare. No, it's not like saucy. I got Alfredo sauce. <laughs> but it's also, um, I don't know, like serious when it has to be and adventurous also when it's supposed to be. And it's like, yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Spicy K, what'd you get? I got the uh, Gryffindor house. And my Patronus was a lynx, which I'm not entirely sure what they said was, uh, what the characteristics of that were. Uh, I didn't, I didn't I got that you. Up. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Well, no, we'll keep, keep going. going. We're looking, we're looking up the characteristics. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I agree or disagree with it. Um, I never really knew exactly where I fit in, um, cause I kind of feel like I have characteristics of all of the houses, so I guess Gryffindor is probably my best bet. I was just going to say how huffly and puffly you are. Yeah, do you feel yeah. like a potato? I am a potato. <laughs> I was going to say, Kristen's <laughs> not a potato. Sometimes I'm a potato, sometimes I'm a snake. I'm a Hufflepuff, sometimes. look at me, I'm a badger, rawr. Do you sometimes. want me to tell you about your lynx, you know? So it's yes. a wild cat, they hunt alone, use their great senses of hear- hearing and their stealth to move through the forest without being seen by their prey or those who may be watching. When they do strike, they are fast enough to even catch snowshoe hares. I don't know. It, They're white rabbits. Brownies. Brownies? Brownies. I don't understand how that translates to your personality. Yeah. What do you, you catch she rabbits? She sneaks up on me all the time at work. She'll be like, oh, I thought you saw me. And I'll be like, no. She'll be like, oh. Because you're super jumpy all the time. It's because I'm a cat. Yeah, but so is she. So am I. But she's a bigger cat. That's true. So do you feel like the lynx, you know, because is your lynx named Cha-Cha? <laughs> uh, it could be. It's his birthday today, though. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Cha-Cha. Well, technically birthday. it's his birthday a week and two days ago. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's his birthday the day right. we're recording Here, this, Kristen. not the day yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. aired. Well, Kristen, the Hello. recording day, yes. Yeah, but is that is that the Pottermore version? This of is a. There's some websites okay, that go into great Patronus. detail. Okay. So your Patronus. Very individualistic and eccentric, much like Ravenclaw, who share many of the same qualities as well. You're as so that. eccentric. <laughs> I was just going to tell you to settle down. So loud. I know. The owner of a lynx patronus can represent an owner that is observant, intelligent, and curious, relating even more to a Ravenclaw who are very intelligent and curious and can also be pretty observant. I think your patronus and house correlate very well. Oh, sorry, that's just a... (laughs) (laughs) I just kept reading and I should have stopped. I got a Gryffindor 
Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you're observant you're, you're always like crawling around under the floor looking for like snacks and things. Mm. Like, oh, I'm so curious, like a cat. That's why we call her Whiskers. Right. So. Yes, that does happen. Ashes, what do you got? So I feel like I need to preface this by saying that I'm new to the Harry Potter party. I read up through book four a while ago and just completely lost interest. I saw the first movie and I was like, wow, this sucks. Um, And just thought that the Harry Potter fandom was not for me. Count, you know, just kind of cut my losses and went on my way. Um, I'm kind of sort of being peer pressured into the Harry Potter fandom. Um, no, I've, I've decided cherry. to give it another what? try. So yeah. uh, I've watched a couple more of the movies. I'm definitely not reading any of more of the, the books, but I do enjoy the, with every movie. I like it m- increasingly more like as it's getting darker. I'm liking it a lot more. So we I, I, I've made it through. Let's see. I, I We watched. The second movie, the third movie, and like 15 minutes of the fourth. So I have a lot to talk about today. Um, but before I took the Pottermore test, everyone told me that Slytherin. I was Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. I would slither into your bed, <laughs> which is also my bed. <laughs> we found out where she gets her wand, so mm-hmm. you good. You Gucci. My wand needs batteries. I've had to polish my own wand. Um. Anyways. <laughs> so my own willow. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, you're probably a <laughs> Slytherin. And I was just like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. And sure enough, I took the test and I'm in Slytherin. And the more research I do about it, the more I actually have to agree with it. So I, I feel like, you know, Slytherin, they're like the bad guys, but they're really not bad guys. They're just kind of misunderstood. Um, a lot of times determination and ambition is mistaken for animosity and a lot of times people who have goals will stop at nothing to achieve those goals like blowing up the sept of Baylor and I can I can definitely um, relate to that so I think and I mean I'm I'm kind of evil kind of (laughs) (laughs) I have evil ish tendencies don't we all I've seen you Um, eat babies (laughs) that was only once and they were delicious it was a California cheeseburger um, it was it was slathered with Alfredo sauce. You're Sandy welcome. recommended it. Yeah, and it was um, delicious, wasn't it? It no. was the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. So yeah, I really have to agree with that. And the more I learn about the Slytherin house, the, it kind of makes me more excited about the Harry Potter universe, like the extended universe. So I'm eager to learn more. Uh, my Patronus is a brown bear. And I don't recall any of the characteristics of that, but it fuzzy. kind of ma- <laughs> they're fuzzy. But it kind of makes sense because uh, just a kind of bit of a, a story. So I have Bear. Bear has been my buddy since I was four years old. So he is currently twenty-eight years old. If you want to know how old I am, do the math. And uh, he's kind of been my protector and my buddy and my travel companion and um, just there for me 
through thick and thin. So the fact that and, and he is a brown bear with he, he looks a little derpy these days. He's very he well loved. Surgery. He does need some surgery. He needs uh, a bath and maybe some new clothes. But some um, oh bother. But yeah, so it made sense to me that a brown bear would be my Patronus because bear kind of has been my Patronus for a long time. So, and bear is fabulous. He's super gay and we watch Queer Eye together and it's fabulous. So, and the Bruins too. And I, well, yeah, and the Bruins. Like he, he loves Bergeron as much as I do for pretty much the same reasons. Yeah. Um, And I don't remember much about my wand, but I know it had the dragon's. Something in it, yeah. and like it had a lot of badass qualities, and I was like, "Yeah, my wand's badass." So I'm in Slytherin, and I'm a fucking badass. Fight me! Fight me! <laughs> so that just leaves me. So. You're a potato. <laughs> no potato. Potato. I am also Slytherin. No, potato. you're not. No. How many times did you take the test yeah. to I get took Slytherin? The test Three times, and and what were how many Gryffindor results? both times, and then Slytherin. Okay, so you're Gryffindor. I, I no, know because you were. I Gryffindor. answered it the right way the third time I took uh-huh. it. No, no, you to be wanted how to you be feel the first time without thinking about it. Well, I thought about it the first time, and then you got Gryffindor. Yeah, and then you. What about the second time? I also thought I was I was trying to go for a specific thing and yeah, I didn't so get what cheated. I wanted. Yeah. Jeez. So the last time, the most recent time, I'm just like, you know what? If I get Gryffindor again, whatever. So I just went through and did it and answered as quickly as I could for all the questions just without thinking. And I got Slytherin. He copied me. He copied my answers. <laughs> my Patronus Original. is a shark. What was it before? What was it before? I don't know. Something stupid like a wombat or oh, like wasn't a... Oh, was it a dog? It was like a bulldog no, or something. Uh, an American uh, bulldog? Mastiff. Yeah. The Mastiff. And a schmuppy. Oh, like, that's shmabby. stupid. And then the next time it was like some kind of like cat and I was like, that's stupid too. And I was and like, but I was... Cats aren't stupid. But I was going for something specific. I was trying... But that's yeah, but then and that's how you got the shark because you were no, going for something specific. The shark, I was... You I just tried answered. to like... Trick I, no, Pottermore. The last You're time tricky. I just answered it tricky, because tricky. the two times I tried tricking it, I got totally wrong things. So I'm just like, you know what? Just answering it. So I also, uh, I forget what my wand is too. It's something about, it's some kind of like thing with a different type of core and it does <laughs> magics. My Patronus uh, is RuPaul. Whenever the d- Dementors... Wine. Show up. RuPaul shows up and she's like, girl, you better work. She's like, <laughs> sashay, sashay away, away, Dementors. Yeah. So she's like, I ask a ban you from the premises. <laughs> um, but no, my my. Uh, my okay, so do you feel Ilver- that you are Slytherin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like Spicy K here, I got a lot of. Uh, you know, I think there's different qualities that I could fit into different houses, but uh, I really think Slytherin is the way to go. I feel like you're a little too derpy for Slytherin. What does that <laughs> even mean? Think he's potato-like. <laughs> I feel. I do have eyes. Potatoes have eyes too. I just said I do have eyes. Yeah. Like you take it a few times, and like sometimes, like I took it a few times. I was always raving. Yeah, and you I all didn't hot. give her shit about taking it multiple times. The fuck? Because she admitted to being a Ravenpuff. 
Yeah, I'm a Ravenpuff. It's the Huffleclaw. Whatever, both are potato. Yeah. She's half potato, half, half badger. Yeah, exactly. I'm all mashed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was also in, uh, for my Ilvermorny school, I was in the Horned Serpent house. What was the first choice before? I, I never did it before. Oh. So that actually makes sense. Oh, yeah. I think I'm in like the horny toad house or something oh like God. that. <laughs> Sounds so that. dirty. I don't know. I for, forget. I forget. The it, wampus. Yeah. I'll have to try that. So that is. Yeah, uh, that's my, <laughs> my thing. Uh, I will give like the Harry Potter universe this, though. There are some great accessories out there, like Harry Potter themed, like clothing and jewelry and scarves and hair stuff. I'm kind of getting into it. Well, like I, I I've I've it's picked a huge some stuff scarf. out. I'm I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> so I'm I'm just wondering One if the green know. and black is gonna clash with the pink and purple in my hair. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that Maybe. you know I can make it work. But it could look cute. I think it'll be but. cute. Yeah. So but yeah. So I think with that being said, we'll go ahead. We'll uh, we'll take our first break. Now that we've uh, discussed, and if you've taken the Pottermore test, let us know what you got. And if you haven't, take it. And then let us know what you got. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll discuss uh, Hermione Granger. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we truse, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life, what are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you <laughs> took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Ephes for Family. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Well, hello there, neighborinos. The handle's Mr. Most Days Off, but my friends call me Miles, and I'm the host of the Best Darn Diddly Review Show. Hello, Mr. Most Days Off. <laughs> and that's my best friend, Richie the Kid, the co-host of Best Darn Diddly. Hi, diddly ho there, podcasterinos. The Best Darn Diddly Review Show is a weekly journey through the entire Simpsons series, hosted by us, two guys who grew up loving the Simpsons. We discuss every diddly, every doodly, and every dope! So lace up your assassin sneakers, put on your skin-tight ski suit, and head down the slopes with us at Best Darn Diddly. Stupid, sexy, Best Darn Diddly. You can catch us each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com.
And we have returned. You're so, welcome. So what we would like to do to uh, kind of kick this off, we're going to do the same or similar thing that we did last week. Talk so about I, Daenerys Targaryen? Yes, we're going to talk about uh, her different uh, Daenerys things that she Daenerys did. Uh, no, what we're house gonna do you think she would be in? Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I'd like to do is kind of go around the room and talk about uh, when you first kind of got introduced to Harry Potter and like what your thoughts were and did you have a favorite character at the time? So we'll go with reverse alphabetical order. Agent Nicole, you can go first. No. I'm not going first. Stop picking on me. I'm not picking on you. You're a special guest. Ashes, why don't you go first? <laughs> I'll totally go first. Um, so, what? Just let her get away with everything. You know, when she gets older, she's just going to like act like she owns the place. <laughs> well, if she owns the place, you she think should she's act a- like she owns the place. You think she's unruly now. Good luck imposing a curfew in five years when she's a teenager. Wait until she has three dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Against you and your two turtles. So I don't... My turtles are vicious. <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly when I started reading the Harry Potter books. Uh, they were my sister's books, actually. And her teacher had started reading the Harry Potter books to them in the classroom. And she, yeah, but Harry Potter started out being pretty G rated for the most part. Um, So, but I I forget how old she was. So I I think I I must have been in high school, maybe late middle school, early high school when I started reading them. And I thought the first book was good. Uh, It was enough to make me want to read the second one. And then the second one was, you know, and, and so on until I got to Goblet of Fire. And I really just, I don't know, I something about reading that one, I lost interest in it. Uh, and over throughout this time, um, I can't, I think, think, and then the first movie came out. I saw the first movie and I'm like, oh my God, these kids like make me want to kick puppies. Um, they're just so annoying. So, uh, yeah, uh, like I said earlier, I just decided that the, you know, clearly the Harry Potter fandom was not for me, but I decided that this summer is going to be a very pottery summer. And, um, we've been slowly making our way through the movies. And I will say that the darker the movies get, the more I like, I really liked Prisoner of Azkaban. That was a great movie. Um, And so far, I'm liking the first 15 minutes of Goblet of Fire. (laughs) So uh, we'll see. I'm really eager to see what happens to Cedric Diggory. I hope he makes it out okay. I'm sure he'll be fine at the end. Yeah, Yeah. fine. Yeah, Yeah, he makes it to the end, right, guys? Yeah, he's a movie five. Book five, too. Fun fun fact. uh, He's also in Twilight. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is an anagram of his party, a broken harp, and a frozen otter. (laughs) <laughs> the more you know. So, uh, but no, the reason. Well, but I want to say the reason why we decided to make this a very Potter summer 
is because Patsy and I have decided that in a couple of years, we are finally going to take our honeymoon slash birthday celebration slash whatever else we decide to celebrate. We're going down to Florida. We're going to finally go to Disney and we're going to go to Universal. I'm getting a wand. (laughs) um, Get the interactive one. And obviously, we're going to go to the Potter world. And I kind of want to know more about it so I can enjoy myself while I'm there. So wow. I, did, I didn't just want to walk in and be like, oh, hey, there's stuff. Look at me. I'm Harry Potter. Ooh, look at I do things. I will say, though, I love the Potter Pals. Oh, yes. Snape. Savorous. Snape. Severus Snape. Dumbledore. <laughs> Ron Hermione. Weasley. Hermione. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. Voldemort. Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort. Voldemort. No, guys, stop. My grandmother. <laughs> right? Isn't what's his face like a squash? Neville yes. is a butternut squash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes he he should have been in Hufflepuff. A potato. Okay, but anyway, so that's my story. Uh, so I'll go next. Um, so I never really got into it until I was in my early twenties, and I happened to be. Which was a long, 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 you know, I'm 37 now, so it's long, been, long, 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 it's been a significant ago. amount of time. So <laughs> I was, uh, I was kind of hesitant, One century but I later. <laughs> happened to see it at uh, That's Entertainment. Shout out to That's Entertainment. Um, it was three dollars for the first book, and I was like, eh, three dollars, I can, I can, you know, you know, if I don't like the book, it's only three dollars. So I read it, and I was like, man, this is really good. And about halfway through it, I went out and bought books two and three. Kind of blew through those. Um, picked up books four, five, and six next. Blew through those. And then signed up. This is when Borders was still around. Signed up for the oh. midnight release. Rest in peace. Yeah. Shout out Rest to Borders. Uh, signed up. Uh, yeah, I signed up for the midnight release of the... Um, I think I've told the story on here before, but I signed up for the midnight release for book seven. And so I was at Borders for the midnight release, even though the next day I had to work 8 a.m. to midnight. I was up till four o'clock or so in the morning reading the book. And... Uh, Anytime I was working at a boarding school at that point, and the kids all had, well, not all, but a bunch of the kids had ordered the book, but they weren't getting theirs until noon. So I told them to behave or else I would start spoiling shit. So I had one kid, uh, spoiler alert, I had one kid that I was like, hey, just read these five words. And he's like, no, I don't trust you. I'm like, what harm could five words possibly do to ruin the plot? And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm like, it's really interesting. And he's like, okay, what happened? And he reads it, and the words were, and Snape moved no more. And he was so angry. But he had been acting like a little what? fucking dickbag all day. What? 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 He just went to sleep. Yeah, he was turned into a statue. He's allowed to. What? They put a statue of him. What? Spoiler alert. What? No, he's allowed to nap sometimes. I said spoiler he alert. He needs to get laid too. 
I've been polishing my own wound. <laughs> like Snape is my favorite character. So Snape, far. Is, Snape He's is 100% was always still alive. Always my favorite character. Always. I promise you. Always. always. Not die after Goth all this time. Hans Gruber. <laughs> I'm Gruber. I'm Hans Gruber, and I'm grooving. Turn to page three hundred and ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! First of all, his portrayal is fucking amazing. We have to do a Snape episode because oh I love. God, yes. I love. Yeah. Yes. This is his name, Steve Snape. Amazing. What? S- Steve Snape. Eric Steve. Eric Steve Snape. <laughs> or which Steve? <laughs> Eric Kipper. <Kipper-Kipper. laughs> Lamza. What? what? <laughs> You're like which which Steve? Which Eric? Like what? <laughs> no. Um. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Of, uh, of of that character. So that was my favorite character when I was reading the books. Um, not just because Alan Rickman. I don't do a very good Alan Rickman. You don't do I a very good anything. Hey, look at me. I'm Alan <laughs> oh Rickman. God. Hey, Wingardium Leviosa, okay. okay? Agent Nicole, what about you? Well, well, first of all, happy 20 years to Harry Potter this year. Hey, happy 20. birthday, Harry. I made you a cake. I even <laughs> made the writing myself. Wait, who is this supposed to be? Hey, look at me. He's I'm trying sick. to act like John Travolta. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, when it came out, I was... I think in second grade, second or third grade, and I saw the book in the Scholastic like newsletter. Oh my god! Yes. So my mom was like, "Do you want this? Because it seems like every kid had it." And I was like, "Yes." Aww. But mom, I know, if you're like, kid yeah, had queen. Pot, would you like <laughs> give me pot too? <laughs> hey Nicole, all these kids are jumping off a bridge. Did you want to go too? <laughs> the thing is, like growing up, I didn't have we didn't have a lot of money, so my mom was very kind of selective about books that we got at the scholastic because you know it's not that it's not cheap oh gosh shout out to the scholastic book fair yeah, those were yes. i love book fair days so much fun and so i end up getting i think i know i didn't get to read the books until later in life i collected the books and then i gave them to my family and out in the philippines because my mom was like well let's just give your other family member or something. So I was like, well, Harry Potter, there you go. They'll, they'll enjoy Nicole, it. Nicole, do you want any more presents that you can give away to the rest of your family? <laughs> yeah. And Ooh, I think your cousin would like these boots. So I wish I got to keep those books because I would, I, I like, I felt, I, I've always enjoyed the films and now I'm reading slash listening to the books and for like the first time. And it's just, it's, you know, I doesn't Stephen Fry do a lot of the narration for those? Well, the one that's only if you have the UK version. They don't have it. it it's by Jim Dale. Who's Wait, you don't have the UK version? I d- if I had four hundred fucking dollars to buy it, I would. Oh, but you're always buying like medicine and vaccines for diseases you don't even have. <laughs> I don't know either, but he's making making comments over there. So. Um, so I'm listening through them and it's just I I kind of I'm mad at myself for not reading them at like growing up because I feel like if I had read them growing up I feel like I would experience the same like joys and low blows like all the other kids in my class had and like went through the same emotions and I really enjoyed the films like it it was a part of my childhood too so it 
it's nice to go through it this first time because now I'm understanding a lot more as I'm listening to it and reading it at this and it's just it's it's such a good series and I'm really happy about the Fantastic Beast series as well. Plus, you spent a lot of time locked in a closet full of spiders so your mom wouldn't have to worry about you jumping out of the car anymore. <laughs> yeah. I really relate to Harry because I got locked into the closet covered with spiders and then they took me to the zoo and I talked to snakes. Yep. Severus snakes. Secret skills. I can talk to snakes. Snapes. So uh, that's a nice segue into uh, Spicy K here. Okay. <laughs> um, so. so speaking of talking to snakes, um, when did you first get into Harry Potter? Um, I remember starting to read the books um, when I was a little bit younger than like Harry was in the first book. Um, I want to say around <coughs> like nine-ish was when I first read the book. The first book. Um, and then just moved on from there. Um, and then as they came out, just kind of read on. Um, and then, again, with the movies, just kind of kept up with when they came out. Just saw them as they went along. And then uh, I also signed up for the midnight... Not the midnight release, but the uh, like pre-order. But um, for some reason... Barnes and Noble decided, nah, we don't feel like sending this on time. So I got it like three days late. So I just sat around. I remember sitting around for like three days being like sorry for myself and Aww. waiting to read it. And then so I you went to the sat zoo and talked to snakes and read it like all at once and was very sad when it was over. So, um,. Yeah, I, I kind of grew up with the books and the movies and everything, so it's been a lifelong thing for me. Yeah. Sassy? Yes. It's your turn. Kind of forgot where my talking point was. Um, I did not grow up with them. So my mom like grew up with them, reading them as they came out. Um, and Hold on. This so you didn't grow up with them, but your mom did. No, and I was very much like, I'm not <sighs> reading these. I don't understand why everybody likes them, and I'm not going to know why everybody likes them. Because um, I, I hated reading. <laughs> Conformists. For, yeah, no, like, <laughs> um, and I hated reading until the seventh grade. Um, so I'm 21. I'm the youngest you I'm are the second I'm youngest like guest we have ever had thanks. on this show. Yeah. Well, Little yes. Maddie Berg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Storm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for like seventh grade, like I hated reading. But when I did finally start reading, I was like, oh, okay, like I have to read these. I can't read every other book and not read the Harry Potter series. Um, but then that's when I was like, oh, damn, like I like these. This is terrible. Um, but then I watched all the movies and I was waiting for all the movies to come out like every other muggle in the theater um, <laughs> and so then I was like obsessively re-watching them and rereading all the books and everything um, so then that's 
my life. My mom looks at me and she's like, see, you could have read them earlier. I was like, yes. That's but would not you how have my mom appre- Would you have appreciated them? I if you had read I don't know. Earlier? I don't think so. Because if I was too young, I don't think I would have understood everything that was going on. And now that I read them when I was a little older, definitely appreciate the storyline and the character's development. I kind of wish I read them instead of fucking Twilight. Oh my God. I liked that. I liked I, Twilight. I liked certain parts really of Twilight were well written, yeah. but not overall. And because of Twilight, we got... Fifty Shades of Garbage. So <laughs> I think the books of Twilight, like the whole series, are where I liked First how they were great. The last one she wrote out of her ass, but that's a different story for a different right, yeah. time. Have you ever heard the Stephen King quote comparing Harry Potter to Twilight? No. no. So he says, uh, "I want to get this right." So I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because this is a. It's actually a you really. See, in good my defense, quote. while people were reading Harry Potter and Twilight, I was reading Stephen King. So. See, I read that I as a kid. Like also. Stephen King, he's just difficult like to read. He he would rather spend twenty stuff. pages describing this microphone. Oh no! You wish it was twenty pages. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like then, like going on at the storyline. No, Anne He's Rice is verbose. similar. Like yeah. Anne Rice just like I couldn't get into Anne Rice words. Yeah. That's why I'm just I can't like, get into it. I, I, I spent summer trying to read the Vampire Chronicles, and I was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I'll just watch the movies instead. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephen King says Harry Potter is all about confronting fears, finding inner strength, and doing what is right in the face of adversity. Twilight is all about how important it is to have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. Yeah. ultimately exactly that's true. What it is. Um, I will say that this for the Twilight series though, there's one part where uh, they break up in the in the book and there's like four or five pages where it's just like a month and it's a blank page and the next month mm-hmm. it's a blank page and yeah. the next month. I thought that was really well done. Yes, but I agree with this that. This was definitely like a young adult like I wrote it on me Blackberry. I found so just I know we're not talking about Twilight, but I found that the um secondary characters of Twilight were more interesting yeah. than fucking Bella and Edward. I think so with Twilight I became really invested in the books. Um, the characters in those books were I liked their development and the way that they were written and everything about them. And then when they were put on screen they I'm a sparkly yeah. vampire. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was supposed to be me. so I bipolar, have a face. and then she wasn't. I'm so brooding. <laughs> Life yeah. hurts. So yeah, I think I we need a palate cleanser here. So, um, <laughs> yeah. no, we already went to break once, didn't we? Yes, so we yeah. did. We're I, I'm about, gonna. We're talking about Hermione. I'm gonna connect Hermione to Game of Thrones. You ready? <gasps> okay. In the book, uh, in the movie, we do see. Uh, in the seventh movie, when they go on their Horcrux quest, we see Hermione casting an Obliviate charm to erase her parents' memories that they had a daughter. Mm-hmm. Her mother is Catelyn Stark. Yep. Oh, she totally is. Yeah. Michelle um, Fairley. Yep. So there's a lot of Game of Thrones people yeah. in Harry Potter. Walder I'm Frey, noticing. yeah, Tonks. Natalia Tana, Natalia Tana, uh, Walder Frey. Uh, I forget his name. Slughorn. Yep, Jim Broadbent. He played Maester Lewin. Yep. Um, there's quite a few. I think Tom Felton would have made a good uh, Joffrey, Joffrey yeah. had he been yes. younger. What? Sorry, we've 
just watched Moulin Rouge and we remembered I remembered that he was Harry Ziegler like was Slughorn was was it Slug yeah. Slughorn yeah, yeah. yeah he was Broadbent yeah Jim Broadbent yeah. he was also in uh, Indiana Jones um, now Spicy K you had an interesting uh, question that you asked earlier at work today about Hermione why don't you share it with uh, everyone all around the world except Antarctica because some reason we don't have anybody in Antarctica who listens to us. Yeah. But uh, all over Scandinavia, so we just want to say hello to our European, Asian, uh, Latin and South American and African listeners. So thank you for joining us. Sorry about the Twilight stuff. <laughs> but if you're a regular regular listener of the show, you know that sometimes we go off on tangents. So uh, Spicy K, what you got for us? I had wondered why... Hermione was not put into the Ravenclaw house. Um, It wasn't something that we had seen um, why one way or another because, you know, we had seen Harry ask, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, to the Sorting Hat, and, you know, he took that into consideration and put him in Gryffindor. Um, So maybe Hermione had thought that. Yeah, um... I don't mean to cut you off, but I have a theory about that. There was, I was, I feel like I, I'm pulling a Patrick. I was down the YouTube channel holes oh, yeah. and going through everything. And there was, o- there's only like a select few. I forgot what they call them, but there was a select few where individuals could be placed in either or. And they were saying that Hermione had the choice. Like she could have been either Slytherin or, Re- or not Sly- I Gryffindor. I believe they're called or- double stuffs. Is something similar? Cause I just pulled that out of my <laughs> ass. <laughs> Sorry, and you're like, but, yeah, I think that's it. That's but like, right. McGonagall was one of those individuals who could have been a Ravenclaw, but she chose to be Gryffindor. Uh, Flitwick, uh, Professor Flitwick, was in the same position. Like mm-hmm. they, like yeah, but they he went Ravenclaw instead of Gryffindor. Yeah, and so I, they were saying like it was like that inner monologue. Obviously, we yeah. hear it's the same thing. Like yeah, she we had only the get choice. we only get Harry Potter point of view chapters, except for the couple of times we see Slytherin. But even then, I mean, not Slytherin. What's his name? Snake Man with the no nose. Voldemort. Yeah, Voldy. Uh, <laughs> we the only time we even see his point of view chapters are really through Harry's dreams. Right. So even if it's even if it is you know, his point of view and we're seeing, you know, hearing his thoughts and seeing certain things with the exception of one chapter, the unbreakable vow chapter. That's the only time we really get someone else's thoughts and get an insight into what's going on. So, which I thought was an interesting narrative device and also the very first chapter of the series where Vernon Dursley is walking around, but that's just to set him up as a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is um, so in Pottermore. I just looked up. It's called Hat Stall, and it, uh, it's an Hat article stall. that J.K. Rowling talks about, like how like Neville Longbottom was supposed to be in Hufflepuff. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so, that makes so much no. sense. Yeah, so there. I'm going to tell Professor Dumbledore. And same, okay, yeah, and there's they're known as um, Hat Stall or Stalls, and. McGonagall's one. Peter Pettigrew was also another one who could have been a Hufflepuff, mm. but he was placed in Gryffindor. So there's, there's I'm a few going things. to pretend to be a small boy's pet for 13 years. Because <laughs> that's not creepy at all. 
It's is that or is that not it what happens? when the sorting hat takes longer than five minutes to make a decision. Five minutes? There's like 30,000 kids that come yeah, in there. Yeah, so if it's over five minutes, it's that's when they're debating. That's when Dumbledore's just like, fuck you, Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the potatoes in one corner. Um, but okay, I want so it to be Ravenclaw. Well, too fucking bad. <laughs> that makes sense that, you know, she could have been we don't see it one way or another she could have been considered that um, but why wouldn't she have wanted to go to Ravenclaw if she had the option maybe she was already like I want to be friends with Harry and Ron I don't think she even gave a shit because she didn't know. even recognize him on the train I she's don't like know. you're doing everything wrong and you're an idiot yeah. I'm totally going to have your babies <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know it's it's hard to say because she's described multiple times by multiple people as the brightest witch, witch of, of her, her age. Yep. I think it also has to do with what she lacks in natural talent. She makes up for with repeated like determination. Yeah. Like she could have been a hell of a Slytherin. Yeah, yeah she could have. Because like she had ambition. Like I don't know what her ambitions were. She's like, I want to do muggle studies. It's like, that's the thing you would have to work least to do. Yeah, but do she's too much of a goody two like shoes that. to be sorted she into was Slytherin. With Spew. She wanted yeah, to but help so was uh, so was Jim Broadbent there. Horace Slughorn. He was head of Slytherin she House doesn't, she doesn't know back him when yet. back when Voldemort was there. She doesn't know him. She doesn't know Slughorn yet. We can't. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he's a good guy. And he was head of Slytherin. Like, he was a Slytherin, and then he was head of the Slytherin house while Voldemort was there. Yeah. So I think there's a lot more than just... I mean, they do paint the the Slytherins as essentially the Nazis of the wizarding world. All pure blood. They're Nazi Targaryens, essentially, because all the Malfoys marry each other. Like, if you look at their family tree, there's like three branches. Like, uh, Draco's parents are first cousins. Ew. Narcissa what? and Lucius. Right? Like, am I wrong? Am no. I? Yeah, wrong. No. So, I what about, okay, so Hermione's Scorpius. parents. So, she's, like, half magic and half not. No, she's no they're she's dentists. No. They're, d- they're not mad. They're she muggle-borns. Is she's muggle-born. They're yeah. completely she's muggles. Muggle-born. Yeah. Her parents are she just, muggles. She just has a very high midichlorian count. <laughs> so that's the why the force is not strong with her, Patrick. I disagree. So I think how she's very strong with her? How does she like? How did she? Why? How is she a witch? Then, like, why did she? Get it happens. To, um, is it like a there's like, like a excessive gene? Like there's like a book thing. It's a book. There's a book where they write down names, or like names will come up. And they would say this person has the potential to be a witch. This person um, is not a witch. Like we see with Harry Potter. This will get more into the films when you start watching it more. Um, Harry's mother is Muggleborn. And she has witch abilities as her sister, Lily's sister is Petunia, who isn't... Harry's aunt. Harry's aunt, yeah. Yeah, but she... I haven't gotten to through all the books, but yeah. She there's a theory that one of the letters that they get they get a howler and it's um all the the, the entirety of the letter is Petunia remember my last 
and you have no idea what that means, and it's never fucking explained. But she's just like, okay, we're not kicking Harry out. He can stay. Um, so the fact that her parents are both, like, just normal... Dentists. ...humans... Mm-hmm. I feel like th- does that contribute to her like determination and why so. she's kind of yeah, such a yeah. narc in a goody two shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, she has to work harder than everyone because it doesn't come naturally to right. her, and I think that's what put her like she's intelligent. So that explains why she's using that time time turner turner to turn back time so she can take as many courses. If as she possible. could turn back time, thank you, Patrick. I take all the classes. Yeah. So okay, so that makes a little bit more sense now. I'd She's go trying. back and I'd go say fuck beak. Stop it. Um Okay, so that makes sense. That's why she's really trying to maximize her education then. You know, she's trying to learn everything that she can so that she can prove herself to be on par with the other natural born witches and wizards. Well, there's also the the opposite of that, which would be a squib. Which would be uh, Filch, which is um, Walter Frey, who is has magical parents but has no magical ability himself. You say a, a, a squib. S Q word. They're actually called that. Squid word. Then there's then you have somebody like Neville, whose parents are both, you know, like pure blood. And he has a potato. Yeah, he's a potato. Well, that is because he's good at herbology. That's why he's a potato. But. I think that that's the thing with Hermione is like I heard a great quote the other day and it was intelligence does not equal knowledge. Uh, it was actually on the cinema sins video for deep blue sea where they're like talking about the, how the sharks got increased intelligence, but that doesn't mean that they have knowledge. Like, you know, I know how to open doors and I know how to do this. It's like, well, how do you know how to do that? You just have heightened intelligence, which means you're able to learn more. So Hermione has this predisposition for high intelligence, but she doesn't have... Like, her natural magical ability may be no better than Neville's, but she practices and practices and practices and practices nonstop, and she reads nonstop. Like, in the book, she's always got her face in a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what it is, she's always reading about everything. She's like a Tyrion Lannister. So that explains why she goes around correcting everyone, like with the whole like it's Leviosa. Stop it, Ron. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, sorry. Patrick. No, no, that was I was just. And we and J.K. Rowling has mentioned in the past that she is Hermione. Like we're seeing it from her point of view. As, okay. Like she is creating this wizarding world as we're like the readers would be Hermione, like seeing. Or reading Harry's story, like there's a lot of things where J.K. Rowling is just obviously J.K. Rowling says that Hermione's her favorite, and like she had certain things laid out. And I think I talked to Sandy about this. Whereas, um, in the end, there was a lot of pressure. Like she had always wanted um, Hermione and Ron together, but like you see throughout the series that Hermione. And Harry should have been together, not Hermione and Ron, which is is a great debate for a lot of people who. Yeah, but Harry and Hermione is just too predictable, too predictable. Mm. It's like, oh, you're the best and you're the best. Well, you should certainly be together. Maybe Hermione has the same disease you do and she's attracted to Ginger Britman. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, maybe she realized that I, sometimes friendship doesn't always equal relationship. And her and yeah. Harry do have a really good friendship. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of also like bosom buddies sometimes. <laughs> in the bosom. You know, in the sense that she has no issue almost like picking on him, but she does it because she feels like it's for his own good, you know, and vice versa. But they also have each other's back. Yeah. Like when she's she's talking to him, she's like, everyone's calling you the chosen one. He's like, I am the chosen one. She whaps him with a book. <laughs> but see, she's very I, I draw another parallel between her and Neville Longbottom. The two actors now look much different than they did at the start of this series. Yeah, they, oh, they've yes. both long-bottomed. And Hermione was <laughs> supposed to be like this girl with like big bushy hair and giant buck teeth. Yeah. Yes. Like she wasn't supposed to be like, oh, she's cute and adorable. And, you know, she wasn't supposed to be like that. Like even Ru- oh, Rupert Grint's stupid face. <laughs> that stupid <laughs> face he makes through every movie. Oh. I'm oh. acting. <laughs> it's worse. It's it's worse spiders. than the Manning face. I would but, make that face if well, there were I spiders mean, coming near me. <laughs> yeah. the but that kind of goes back dance. to what we were saying last week a little bit. That you know, uh, as far as book, the characters in the book versus the characters you know in TV or cinematic, like the Hollywood universe. Um, Pretty sells ugly doesn't, so they're not going to make her look exactly like they how she was presented in the book, because people don't want to see that. So they tried apparently, like they did all of this stuff to her, like that's not a wig, that's her real hair, and they spent hours, you know, braiding it and teasing it and backcombing it and spraying it with stuff, trying Mm -hmm. to get it to do... Yeah, because wigs were too expensive, they said. Yeah, you know, trying to get her hair to to do that. It's because they had Um, to pay John Cleese. You know, uh, and, and I don't know, it's just... I mean, I think they did a really good job because the kids, you know, as young kids, like, I feel like a lot of kids are awkward. They just look awkward. So they did a really good job casting these kids. Um, not so much from an acting standpoint. I think they're annoying as fuck. They but, get way um, better, though. Like, yeah, Harry, yeah. I'm a woof, 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 wizard? Like, oh, my God, Mr. Oh, Carter. Oh, my God. Stop with the John Travolta. Jesus fucking Christ, Patrick. Enough. <laughs> oh, my God, Sandy. <laughs> But anyways... Ashes, if you want, you can stay here in the very hot studio and sleep here tonight. Well, well, he can stay here in the very hot studio. I was saying it would probably be preferable. (laughs) I'm milked. I drove. I'm made of chocolate. You'll melt here. I just said that. You're not made of chocolate. You're a potato. I'm a chocolate potato. That sounds disgusting. uh, Chocotato. Anyways, so I think they did a really good job with casting these kids and the fact that the kids were able to grow with the characters. I feel like it kind of became, I don't know, like, I feel like they didn't have to act 
Correct. Like, they got to that point because the characters just kind of became secondary for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm this person, but I'm also this character. I am Harry and Potter. And they knew of the mannerisms, and I think that... Um, Emma Watson was a really good casting decision for Hermione. She did a really good job of, of playing. She was just so annoying, like so annoying. And, and I know, I know that they get better, but I mean, that's how they were in the books too. You're yeah. like, wow, these kids are so annoying. But like, kids at that age in general oh. are so annoying. Yeah, they're yeah. eleven. Like years the, old these the prepubescent the children, movie. they're horrible. You know, and I like she's such a know-it-all, but she kind of starts learning that she doesn't know it all and that comes with maturity as well um what are you doing no i just like it's like you started off as a know-it-all but she realizes she doesn't know it all i wish there was more of her annoying like hermione's annoying habits like um she's always leaving the toilet seat up (laughs) like the whole spew issue like we could have had oh scenes with more Dobby. Like I would have yeah. been so up okay. for that. Okay. Uh, what the whole, what the master gave Dobby a sock? Dobby is free. I'm if like, you what pre- the fuck? If you present your slave with a piece of clothing, ever. All you have, have to some do is standards, pre- Dobby. Dobby yes. gets hats and socks yeah. and scarves and gloves. That's what he gets. Yeah. He wears that ratty loincloth. Oh, he has a tie, doesn't he? At one point, he has- Eddie yeah. gets a Weasley sweater. Yeah. yeah. Here's the question I have about this whole series. Now, if you practice magic at home, underage, you get expelled. Right? Mm -hmm. If you do magic at home. Oh, yes. Yeah. So how do you get to practice all summer and become good at magic? You don't. You don't. Then I know how. I think I know how. So Hermione would practice the shit out of all her magic and then time turn back to the point where she didn't. say something similar to that because she got permission to get the time turner from McGonagall and maybe she got special treatment. Hey, you're 13. You can control the power to, uh, you know, warp reality. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I think there's... Well, there's that. You know, she's smart, but I think they saw her determination Mm -hmm. and her ambition and they rewarded that. They're like, you know what? We need more students like this at this school. Some students just think that they can coast by. I also think it had a lot to do with Dumbledore being the headmaster and like, it's like, all right, so you hang out with Harry Potter, who's the chosen one. He's like too busy, like playing sky hockey. So we need somebody who hangs out with him to know something. And we know it's not going to be Ron because he's a potato too. He's dumb as a bludger. That's probably what, (laughs) what he said probably what he was thinking but you need somebody like hermione like hermione would be like the guy who like breaks all the codes call her circuit breaker in like the heist movie she'd be the guy that like gets past all the all the security features while harry would just like walk around and like threaten people menacingly and like ron would just be like that henchman with no name that gets killed in like the first act but hermione's a real brains of the operation and gets no credit for it. She gets a ton of credit in this book. Which book? The Harry Potter. The, <laughs> the, the Harry Potter. The book. The, the Harry Potter and book. The Harry Potter. Yeah, the one where like, they get all the points for uh, Gryffindor for playing chess and catching keys. So the first one. The first one. That's the first one. And 
the second one. And wow, there's a giant snake. Yeah, well, she, she figured it out. It. She, and then in the pipes. Yeah, she Zapped. had the thing that said pipes. And they awarded Harry. They didn't award the Harry end. shit. Good they job, all Harry. got they all got the Order of Merlin or something. That's not until the very end. Yeah. And then they got uh, what was the the third book? Uh, no, she didn't do much. That was a Marauder's Map. Fourth one, she didn't do she much had the either. Time Turner. She, yeah, she yeah. Oh yeah, she yeah. saved that what's was all her. Yeah, but they she, couldn't say that she did anything in that one because it would have blown the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you don't mess with time. She's like, it's about time I get credit for all this stuff. And then the fourth one, she was dealing with Victor Crumb. Mm. Oh yeah, the year that nobody. He was a seeker, and you know what he yeah. was seeking? Revenge. <laughs> the entrance to her her chamber of secrets. She was fourteen. <laughs> She was. He was 18. Mm-hmm. And he was like I know. Scandinavian. Then he got killed in Hostel. Some guy ate his leg. Oh, my God. It's true. true. Oh, was it Hostel 2? I think it was Hostel 2. But, yeah. So, do we have any, uh, any final thoughts about uh, Hermione Granger? Thinking about her glow up. Her glow up, <laughs> glow up. I don't she know. She went from means. all like, yeah, awkward like from potato to French fry. She yeah, glowed up. <laughs> oh, that's a thing. I I don't <laughs> know your slang. <laughs> from potato to French fry. I love it. I had no idea what you she were talking was a about. Frumpy potato, and now she's a beautiful French fry. With some seasoning on it. Like the Those red are called robin freckles. French fries. It's all golden and elongated. Crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside. Yeah. I feel like um as He's a I'm redhead, so that's like the ketchup. <laughs> oh god. For me as I'm listening to the books for and um, slash reading it for the first time, like I if I had read this at like the appropriate age, I would have related a lot more to Hermione as I am right now. Like I could understand being kind of like an outcast where people like think you like I there were times where I was a bit I mean I was a very much of a goody two-shoes growing up so I kind of relate to Hermione as that on that way and like always knowing the answers to some stuff but also struggling that like I had you know a learning disability or like just have like that like that thing that makes me different from other people like how Hermione is as a muggle-born in a wizarding world, like, I had a learning disorder amongst my peers who do not. So I kind of, like, as I'm reading through, I'm, like, understanding and relating it to her more. If I read it in in high school and in middle school, I felt like probably I would have felt like something would have under... Like, I would have felt a bigger connection as I, you know... It would have been more of a meaningful connection back then as to now and I really enjoy as we're going through she's getting less annoying Yes, (laughs) even though like Jim Dale he does a wonderful job with the audio books but the way he makes Hermione sound just makes her sound like a cat like why like whiny and it's Leviosa like it's just so (laughs) annoying I like that's why I wish I had the Stephen Fry version of it 
because then I know I, I could tell he would have done a better job. But like Jim Dale does a great, but has some Hermione socks. So that's my final thoughts. Anybody else? So I feel like a lot of characters, or I should say a lot more characters, uh, would not have lived to see the end of the series if it wasn't for Hermione. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is not only a lifesaver, she's the one who kind of comes in, saves everyone's asses, and puts out all the fires and picks up all the pieces. And that's something that I can relate to on a daily basis, you know, kind of like the cleanup crew, you know, if it wasn't for me, this whole thing would not keep running. Um, So and I feel like and as she gets older, she realizes that she's been put into that role, but she embraces it more like um, it's not so uh, when she's younger, like in the beginning of the series, it's almost like a chore. For her, like, oh, I guess I have to do this. I guess I have to do that. And as she gets older, she realizes, no, this is this is my purpose. Like, yeah. I'm I'm here to protect and to prevent things from happening. And if things do happen, I'm I'm here to pick up the pieces and learn from. You know, if nobody else is going to learn from you know certain experiences, I'm going to learn from them so mm-hmm. that history doesn't repeat itself. Yeah, and I I haven't read The Cursed Child. A lot of people oh kind of God. have said that it's like kind of like canon, kind of like kind of goes off the cuffs, but it goes from where we end, I believe, like she does take that like role of like, you know, protecting others and she continues. I think she becomes Minister of Magic at the end, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, she had like she went, which is kind of impressive for somebody who was not born into yeah, magic, because yeah. she went on to work for the Ministry of Magic as like someone that was kind of like a lawyer for like elves, like trying to stop like elf being elves being treated badly. And then I think I I haven't read The Cursed Child, I haven't seen it or all that but I just know that she she and Ron are still together they have two kids and she's a badass motherfucker <laughs> as usual you should read it it's anybody really else Hermione Granger badass motherfucker <laughs> alright so I think we'll go ahead we'll wrap this up so we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll uh, give you some science some wine and uh, talk about what's coming up in the future. So we will be right back. Do you love a scary story? Do you love to dance? The big scary monster haunts at midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex, love, death, revenge, and the end of the world. Brought to you by the world's greatest monster
episode on Sunday. Holy sidetracking, guys. The train just came off the tracks. Derailers. Be sure to follow The Derailers on Twitter at The Derailers. And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube so you can catch the episode next week, folks. Same derailment time, same derailment channel. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Wayne Hall in the motherfucking house. And we've returned. Know, this is where you're so, I think we had a pretty good discussion of uh, Hermione. And so, uh, we do have a battle this week. So, one of the things that we've been doing is uh, our new intro. I don't know if you've tried your new your your new intro with Agent Nicole or not. I don't know if you planned well, anything. Well, no, Agent Nicole is here. We're, we're, we're kicking it old school. Okay. Wait. Okay. Three, right. two, one. Three, two, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, two one. one. It's, it's a, a motherfucking throwdown. <laughs> so this week. Oh, that felt good. We have, a, we have a, a, a battle we're referring to as the spelling bee. So this week it's going to be. Uh, Hermione, since that's what we've been doing lately, taking the the characters that we've been talking about and putting uh, okay. putting them in our battle. So Hermione against uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch, and one other combatant. And Ashes, I don't know this person, so why don't you talk about? You are doing a horrible job as ring announcer. Okay, you do it. This week, it's the Spelling Bee. In this corner, we have Hermione Granger versus Sabrina the Teenage Witch versus Louise Miller from Teen Witch. Yes, right. The 1980s cult classic starring Robin Lively. Uh, This takes place at the Salem Witch Museum. It is a battle of witchy wits. Who wins? So that'll be up on the Facebook group and on the Twitters, so you can vote. Uh, I am unfamiliar with the last one. I only know the first two, so I never watched Teen Witch, so I have no idea. I know Sandwich, but I don't know Teen Witch. So, Agent Nicole, you uh, teased a potential Agent Nicole file? Well, like before, it used to be you, Ashes, and then me. So, well, I'm just trying to, I'm just yeah. trying to plan. I'll oh, so we have one today. So, I do have a science fact. From the blackness of space, timeless from the void, you terrified to learn of Patsy's science facts. <laughs> So this week, uh, it's not so much a science fact, but more of a, a commentary on science. And since we were talking about uh, witches and wizards, uh, it's the, the famous Arthur C. Clarke quote that says, Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And we have seen this uh, throughout history where uh, the, the example that comes to mind first is 
during World War II, there was a base that was created in the Amazon. It was a, a landing strip. And the tribes that lived in the Amazon in this area had never seen... Um, had never seen airplanes. Had never seen, uh, you know, really any people other than the people from their tribes. And so the people that were landing there were worshipped and revered as gods, because you know who else could be flying? Like only gods can fly. Flight is a scientific impossibility. Um, and years later, after this, you know, the air airfield and and the base was kind of disbanded and just kind of left there. Uh, there were some flybys done because, you know, people wanted to study this tribe because, you know, for whatever reason, humans can't just leave things alone. And there was a monument built to their gods that came and visited them for a short time and left. And it was uh, an airplane that they'd made out of, you know, leaves and sticks and, and things. Um, so I just think that that's um, it's very interesting. Like you see something and it's like, oh, what is this? It must be magic. And it's like, it's really not. Like if you were to go right now, you know, take the phone that's in your pocket or maybe the phone that you're listening to this on and go back in time and show this, you know, and like start playing music to someone in, you know, you know, the Middle Ages, they would think that you were some sort of witch. I mean, to you, it's just regular technology but they've never seen anything they have nothing to compare this to even if you were to take a lighter out of your hand and flick your lighter you know kind of like the scene in hocus pocus they thought that the kid was a witch because he was able to flick a lighter like ooh, he creates fire in his hand so that's uh my little bit of a science trivia for this week so uh, ashes you got wine for us oh i got lots of wine I'm a red girl. I'm the mistress of Merlot. I love a red wine. But in the summer, sometimes like I kind of like to keep it a little lighter. So I like to dabble in rosés, some whites, primarily uh, Moscatos. And there is one sparkling wine in particular that I absolutely love. I cannot get enough of. I drink it all the time and I can polish off a bottle easily by myself. And the fact that it is a sparkling wine means that the bubbles go right to my head and it's a really fun time. I am talking about Andre's Strawberry Moscato. So it is a sweet California champagne with juicy strawberry and pomegranate aromas with a crisp peach finish. It is sweet with just the right amount of acidity. And the best part, it's like $5 for the bottle. So what I like to do is stick it in the fridge, let it chill. When it's um, you know been in the fridge for a while, take it out of the fridge, let it sit for about 15 minutes, and then pop it open. 
And that is like the perfect temperature to drink it at. Um, champagne flutes. Sometimes I'll even take a strawberry and put a strawberry in the Moscato and watch the strawberry dance around from the bubbles and stuff. This stuff is delicious. It's super sweet, but it's delightful. It's not like sticky sweet. And it also pairs with a lot of things really well. So spicy foods, seafood dishes, like your summer barbecues. And like I said, at like five bucks a bottle, you really can't go wrong. So that is Andre's strawberry moscato it's delicious where can you get it everywhere 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 pretty much everywhere, everywhere. like every liquor store has it for the most part is it expensive i just said it's five dollars for the oh, bottle sorry. <laughs> like, five dollar five dollar but for you it's twenty dollar oh typical five dollar five dollar so just kidding. we do have because she's a guest we uh coerced her into doing this we do have some agent nicole files all right so oh we were, we're, not, we're not doing music there you go that's Bond. nicole agent, agent nicole did you the thong dance oh my god that's <laughs> <laughs> a callback can't handle that <laughs> <laughs> um so forget pokemon go because you know fuck that it's all about and this is a tie-in to our topic today um hogwarts mystery so it is a free app where you can i mean if you want to pay money to get through the game quicker i have i probably paid already 100 bucks to it um <laughs> don't look at me like that I have no patience. Sometimes. Never mind. For you, that wine is only five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this so is why you don't have the Stephen Fry version of your books. Well, and it's only a limited to the UK for the Stephen Fry stuff. So that's a different story for a different time. Anyways, Hogwarts Mysteries. It's uh, came out a couple of months ago, and you are placed. You go through the whole series of going through Hogwarts like you get to select what ho- house for <laughs> select your own oh, brothels <laughs> Women? the brothels of Hogwarts yes. that would be Sansa House Stop, ew. ew don't ever do I that I love him I, t- I know you love him but I hate when Patrick does the thank voice. you Sandy um, you get to. I don't know what's worse, his Baelish or his Travolta. I mean, I'll take the Travolta, Baelish, but I only Travolta. want to hear it selectively. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> what the hell was that? I can't okay. do both of them anyway, at the same time. Hogwarts Mystery, you can get it on the Apple iPhones, Android, everything like that. You get to be. You get to select the house you're going to be in. You go through different courses, like you take potions, herbology, Mr. Um, Defense Against the Arts. And Defense against dark arts dark or just arts. Or just all the arts? <laughs> all the arts. It's when you go in and you set the Mona Lisa on fire. That's what I do every day. I'm going to burn down the Louvre. That's what you're doing on your vacation. Two yeah, that's my two-week vacation. That's what I do. Just <laughs> burning down the Louvre. Um, so it's a fun game. and it takes ap- uh, The, the storyline takes place after Baltimore is out of power. Like he's got demolished by Harry as a baby. And so you follow, like, you get to meet Tonks, you get to meet the older Weasley brothers, and it's a fun, it's a fun storyline. It's really fun. I wish I didn't spend, like, a hundred bucks to get through half the story, but I'm at 
year three, so I'm really happy, and it's fun. And that's all I have, and it's so weird to hear this music and doing this again. But thank you for letting me do it. Hey, no problem. <laughs> so, um... Ashes, I'm sorry. So... <laughs> We're going to be uh, doing some stuff coming up in the next in the next couple of weeks. We've got some things planned. We don't want to kind of kind of don't want to spoil anything right now. But, there's uh, a doings a transpiring. There's a lot of movies that are coming out. There's a lot of uh, very interesting characters that uh, we definitely need to cover. Like I think there's a Venom episode in our future. I think there's a Predator episode in our future. Um, trying to think of who else. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff coming up, you know, and hopefully we can get some more interesting guests. Um, I know Best Darn Diddley wants to come back, so we have some ideas. We don't have anything in concrete yet, but uh, rest assured, we will continue to entertain and enlighten and educate. Uh, everyone out there. And a few more E-words. Eradicate. En- enthuse. <laughs> Erect. Elucidate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that, that just goes without saying. Uh, people just need to listen to Wolfie talk for a few minutes. And you're at half-mast already. <laughs> so so I want to I thank you guys, uh, Spicy Quiston, for coming back. Agent Nicole for being a first-time guest. God. And I don't uh, know if I could do it again. Saucy Sandy, uh, I hope you enjoyed your first couple of podcast appearances. You, you were very saucy and uh, <laughs> not as sandy as I would have thought, but quite saucy. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> so melting. I want to. I want to thank you before you go back to the uh, Schmaus house. That's in a couple of weeks. So we had to get you in here before you before you left for the Schmaus house. And send more wine for Ashes. She needs it. I came back to make sure she's more okay. Wine. She needs more wine, people. More wine for the greater good. Greater good. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of characters we got to cover. Um, there have been a few people that have messaged me asking how we haven't covered certain people, <laughs> and I said, "There's just." There's too many fucking characters. There's too many characters. There's, There's so many storylines. We still haven't decided what we're doing for our, our Halloween theme this year. So, I have ideas. Oh yeah, I do too. So you know, we'll be we'll be announcing things coming up. Um, we're working on some guests. So you know, in worst case, we'll just talk about whatever's in the studio if we don't have anything. Just whatever's in the so we'll we'll do it. We'll do an episode on Wolfie. Uh, that'll be a two-parter. He's quite the character. Yes. And uh, we tried to get Round Trip Jones, but he doesn't speak, so it doesn't lend itself yeah. well for a podcast. He's the strong, silent type. Mm. He communicates via theremin, and I don't speak <laughs> theremin, so it's very odd. But uh, I think with that being said, again, thank you guys. And uh, you know, we've got some great stuff coming up. But, uh, Stay tuned, kids. We're doing fun stuff. As far as this episode goes, we will see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>